0: Welcome to another exciting edition of The Dr. Funk Podcast And now Here's your host
1: Dr. Funkenberry Welcome everyone to the Dr. Funk Podcast On this episode We're going to be talking about The Universal Music Group Deal with Prince's estate For his catalog being nullified We're also going to talk about More videos being added to YouTube, some upcoming concerts coming up, and some new unreleased material making the rounds. Thank you guys so much for subscribing to us on iTunes, for checking us out on PodBay and Stitcher when it's working properly. Thank you guys so much for your donations, and we're going to get right into this. Chris, what is going on, man?
0: Hey, what's up, man? Another great week in the Prince world, right?
1: it just never ends there's always an emotional pump to talk about right
0: (laughs) oh clever very clever
1: there we go now you know as soon as we finished last week's episode with the andre simone interview which if you guys haven't heard go back and listen to it uh really really great interview want to thank andre so much for opening up to us and uh Just allowing us to share these experiences that he never shared with anyone else before. So thanks again for that. Then we get the news that we knew was going to happen. You know, late last year, a deal with Universal Music Group was announced that they won uh, the rights to Prince's catalog for $31 million. Basically, mostly material from 1996 through 2010. But... uh the writing wasn't exactly read on the Warner Brothers contract that he re-signed in 2014 that not every album they thought they were going to be getting would what they were going to be getting because they thought starting next year, they're going to get Princess For You, then the following year, "Princes Prince, then Dirty Mind, Controversy, etc., 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 uh, actually, they weren't going to start getting rights until 2021. And that's what kind of messed up the deal, was the writing that was in the Warner's contract, and then they were not able to view the Warner's contract, and Warner's was disputing it. And, you know, it can get to a point where they're like, oh, no, that vault material, actually, it falls under the preceding contract that we had with him. So put them universal into a really bad place, You know, like, they didn't think they were getting everything, although still, I feel for $31 million, what's in the vault is priceless, so they could have made more on that, but the deal got nullified by the judge in Minneapolis, you know, the deal was first made by Bremer Trust, there's now a Coamerica Bank, which is involved, and they were with Universal to get the deal removed. Now... Chris like before I delve into things what are your thoughts on all this from the deal that happened from uh, them not being able to release stuff that they want and then getting the 31 million dollars back
0: yeah it's you know it's always bad when a deal goes south you know you just want as fans we just want a deal to be made so that we can start hearing reissues or or have stuff available mm-hmm. to us as fans right so it's almost like when your parents are fighting you just want them to make up. So, um, that's kind of how I stand. You know, I just want, I, of course I want the estate to get the, the worth of the contract of the agreement. So whoever it is, whether it be, you know, title or Warner brothers, um, I just want them to get the full value of the deal. And hopefully someone will be willing to pay up the 31 million again. Uh, maybe they have to work out some rough edges on the contract or something, but, um, as long as they get the full value, I think I'll be happy. And I think as long as the fans get taken care of, you know, that it's just not something that goes in years and years. So let's like, get see.
1: Done, here's the deal. Everyone knows the 81 through 88 material. Uh, it's also because you had the Warner Brothers hype machine during that time. Even when, say, Dirty Mind wasn't getting exact radio play, everyone knew about that album. Because they let you know that I was on every critic's top five list at the time. Then with Controversy and then just Do Me Baby being picked up by Black Radio at the time. have to say that instead of R&B Radio because things were kind of divided until the 1999 album and the Thriller album by Michael Jackson. Now you had this hype machine behind Prince that would make sure things were a hit. Especially after Little Red Corvette because 1999 was released before Little Red Corvette. But it had little to no impact on top 40 radio. After Little Red Corvette, things changed. The re-released 1999. It debuted. Well, it didn't debut, but it cracked the top 20. Then Delirious, without a video, made it to number eight because of that Warner site machine. Then with the movie A Purple Rain, there was basically no stopping. But Warner's was still putting money into prints. Whether Under the Cherry Moon bombed or not, you knew that Kiss was a hit raspberry beret you know especially because around the world in the day at that time when it was released there was no video preceding it but the warner's hype machine let everyone know about it sign the times the same thing love sexy the same thing even with the controversy of the nude album cover that he had batman of course everyone knew graffiti bridge had the promotion and even though graffiti bridge bombed Months later, they turned round and round into a hit by Tevin Campbell. Then the hype machine started with Diamonds and Pearls, then the cymbal album, and that's kind of when it stopped, when he signed that $100 million deal. That's not to say that his material stopped at that point, because The Gold Experience is such a great album that was released in 1995, although it was sitting in the vault with different tracks from ninety three and ninety four. Then you have Emancipation and all the songs that were on that and the outtakes from that, all the videos, New Power yeah. Soul, Raven to the Joy, fantastic, which was, eh. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but then you had the resurgence with Prince and the Rainbow Children. A yeah. lot of people, a lot of musicians were telling me if Prince would re-release Rainbow Children as an instrumental album, like just everything was on there. The debut of John Blackwell on an album was phenomenal. Then you had the One Night Alone piano CD, which is just pure bliss. And let's not, let's go back a little bit to talk about the Crystal Ball set in the Truth album. There's so much stuff that is post 1995 Warner Brothers. You know, they have stuff. All the Music Club releases, Musicology, the Musicology Tour, 3121, which was his last number one album. And to me, is quite underrated with songs like Love in the Word and Satisfied on there. Then, yeah, 2010, which didn't, never got an official release. The Montrose shows that could be released in audio and DVD from 2007, 2009, 2013. You know, you have all of that. You have outtakes from artificial age, you know, like you will be. Then like um, Time Without Andy's vocals, that's around. You have Rough Enough. There's so much stuff now. The thing is, is between 95 and 2014, regardless of Prince's resurgence, the Musicology Tour, uh, regardless of 3121's number one success and the Super Bowl performance and all these amazing Montreux performances, you didn't have the Warner hype machine behind it. And there's so many unreleased videos that could be going with these packages. Thirty-one twenty-one, a movie, albeit I'd rather have it be a video collection. I would call yeah, it that more right. so than a movie. Um, but there's so many things that could help out with promotion of it. And there's so many things I'm hoping when this all gets resolved that there's some advisors. I would love to be on that. Not to be arrogant, but you know I'd like to help. I want I want it to be seen done right. Um, the $31 million though, I still think that was a deal and Warners and other people were telling in an article to the wall street journal, they wanted to offer more money for it, okay. but the other people, uh, involved, I'm not going to say names cause then they say it's not true, but it's coming from the wall street journal article, not myself, that they offered more money for it but they weren't listening to any other other offers after Universal Music Group's 31 million dollar offer so they did offer more money now the the most interesting perception of all this is that Warner Brothers is going to get this catalog for a reduced price i'm not so sure about that has anyone listened to Jay-Z's 444 now Anyone who is relevant got brought up by Jay-Z on this album or got dissed by Jay-Z on this album. And Prince, Londell, McMillan, and others, Prince's Estate, they were brought up on a track here. So it shows how relevant stuff is. I don't think Jay-Z is going to sit idly by and not make an offer for the catalog. Another thing that's interesting, another name in hip-hop with Jimmy Iovine is possibly Dre, Dr. Dre and Jimmy Iovine making a run for the catalog as well. So it isn't going to be just Warner Brothers making a play for this. And another thing that's interesting is when the deal was made, the estate was owing a lot more money to the IRS. So a lot more money that was going to be put up front, the estate was never going to see. Now with this oh. deal... A lot of the money can be back ended, and it will be actually worth more to them. Now, there's a reason why I'm saying that. <laughs> it's a reason why I know can't get into it. You know, but when when Prince was here, there was stuff trusted with me, and when he's not here, there's still t- stuff trusted with me. So this is where you're hearing it first. Let's see if all this, how this plays out. But in all honesty, even if they got the 31 million the same amount, it'd actually be more going towards the estate than towards the tax this time. So that's oh. kind of good, right Chris?
0: Yeah, that's good. Okay, well, yeah, we'll have to just wait and see what plays out, but yeah, we'll see what happens.
1: I just just think about this. If Universal kept the deal, right? They'd have to wait 5 years and the music would be held hostage. This way there's a chance Depending on how soon this goes back up for auction to where people can bid on it, uh, we could be getting music a lot sooner than we think. There are some really big things in place that are going to happen when this deal gets done. Regardless of who it is with, there's a lot of stuff that's going to happen. It's going to make the fans really happy. And I'm all about that. You know, the fans have been patient. They're very eager for new material. How it showed with the, the, the revolution, the Princeton Revolution Purple Rain Deluxe set sure. and how popular disc two was there. And there's so much unreleased Prince material that I don't think people are aware of it. And before we get into the YouTube stuff, it seems like a disc full of unreleased tracks dropped, uh, in the past week. Am I wrong, Chris?
0: Yeah, just, you know, it seems like uh, this happened uh, back in September where all of a sudden just some new unreleased, you know, studio quality tracks just right. kind of just showed up online, and that happened last weekend, and it kind of it mm-hmm. made my head spin.
1: Now, let's get into a few things, and I just want to put a disclaimer out here. If you guys are going to download this for free, if you're actually going to purchase it, uh from places that aren't the estate when it does get released properly with a booklet and hopefully extra things please make sure to purchase it because at the end like he was kind of cool with bootlegs as long as you purchased as long as you didn't purchase them but the main thing is is to make sure that when these do get a proper release because all these people said oh i'm just doing this for now when it gets released i'm gonna buy it Make sure you buy it. Yeah. While we get into that, like, let's talk about you got the look, longer look, the longer version of this. You heard that, right?
0: That's. what the, Of course, you picked one of the the couple that I have not listened to yet. But um, bad, I know. But it's I, I see it there. Yeah. Um, there's a few of them that I saw that came. I think they came out on, or I saw them on Monday. Um, but I had already. There were eight that came over the weekend that I have uh, downloaded. And not paid for. Um, I think there's a big movement on the net at least to kind of... It really does poo-poo people from buying bootlegs. People shouldn't profit off of this. If it gets out, it gets out. And real fans are going to purchase it. So I back that 100% like you just said. Um, But yeah, I haven't... There's a few of them. Uh, I guess there's an instrumental version of Electric Chair. Uh, Obviously, you got the look. And I did hear... There's a, a just a little bit different version of Dance Electric, yep. um, shorter version, not one of those really long, drawn-out ones, um, but right. uh, you want me to tell you about a couple of the it, highlights for me?
1: It's funny, because Dance Electric is six minutes, and you call that... It's a yeah, shorter short, version. It's a short version, right, exactly. <laughs> six uh, minutes. Yeah, <laughs> go ahead, delve into it. Did um, you... Go ahead. Alright. So I guess if you didn't hear you got the look longer version, you didn't hear the alternate version of la 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 hee 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 then?
0: That one I did listen to, and that was gonna be the first one I mentioned. Um it's okay. a it's it's a it's over ten it's over ten and a half minutes. And oh my god, it's one of my favorite of those that you know, you think okay, it's a B side, it's just right. a demo version of the released version. Well it's hard to explain, but when you strip away all of i mean there's a lot of great things about that that make that such a special song i love all the background vocals and just a lot of the there's so much going on you know that was part of that time right. where it was just layers and layers and layers this version is a stripped down version with just that mm. insane beat and him delivering the vocals differently and there's no background vocals and it's just raw and it's unbelievable cuz you just focus on the beat and it's just so mesmerizing man oh my gosh i can't get enough of it so yeah i'm digging that i can't stop listening to it okay
1: that's that, good i'm looking forward mine. to being able to play yeah. it tell me some others um,
0: all right some of the the other highlights i've never heard this song come home um it's uh but it it's quintessential prince you know I, I see i try to put these things into perspective of if this was released on an album back then how good would it have been you know could could it have charted mm-hmm. come home you can tell it's a stripped down version cuz there's not a lot going on but again it's just he created such great hooks with songs it's immediately infectious and i've right. just been singing the the chorus for come home all week it's uh yeah, that's another one. I just it just restores my faith in the fact that man, this man was a genius. The stuff that he didn't include on his albums were amazing, mm-hmm. you know. Um, right. And and at the same time, it's a heartbreaking song. You know, he's lost his girl. He wants her to come home, and so you get this Spoiler great alert. beat. And he's just uh, he's he's begging for her to come home. It's pretty cool. Right. But then on the opposite side. There's a song called, Yeah, You Know, and it just cracks me up because it's completely different from anything he's done, but it sounds like he's making fun of the Minnesota accent. Oh, yeah, you know? And it's hilarious. Yeah. And my girls listened to it. I played it for them. And we were like, it's it's a very upbeat, kind of happy bebop-y song, and it's different, mm-hmm. and it's great. And the girls loved it. They were cracking up. So, yeah, I dug that. And then, um, right. and then you have... Wally, which Wally I think is pretty infamous, you know everyone's heard about Wally. Where'd you get those glasses? And uh, this is another wait, one. Wait, to, wait, wait, sorry, wait,
1: wait, Go ahead, Bill, Billy, Billy, where'd you get those sunglasses? Oh
0: yeah, well this is Wally. Where'd you get those right, glasses? Right, so it's a different version, right. right? Okay, so sorry, you're right. the The version that we've heard was was about Billy Sparks, right? Billy's Billy's right. sunglasses. Um, yep. So this is about Wally. And it's funny because it's instrumentally, it's one of those, gosh, it's almost an epic song. Like you get these big, huge guitar solos. And um, it's it's just funny because he just wants, he wants all these sunglasses because he wants to look clean when he goes out. <laughs> it's, just, right. it's just, it's just Prince being a clown. It's, you know. Right. Ugh. Yeah. So it's great stuff. Um,
1: <clears throat> now, and it's, not the original Wally that he recorded that Susan Rogers was said so was so amazing. And uh, just then he made her destroy the tape after recording it. This is a different version of it, closer to the Billy sunglasses groove that you were talking about. But this is not the one because that one doesn't exist anymore, according to Susan Rogers. And she's more than likely 100% correct on that. Go ahead, my friend.
0: No nah, no worries. I'm glad you clarified that. um in the title it just says it's from twelve twenty nine eighty six I don't know I can't validate that or anything, but that just is the date that I see here. Um, yeah. there's uh gosh, there's another song i I guess it was from Sheena Easton that one hundred and one
1: yep, which was released on that album one hundred and one along with eternity. That was a Prince song that he wrote and gave her. Interesting enough, Eternity, the re- what inspired that song, I'm sure you remember uh, the cologne and perfume commercials in the <laughs> yeah. late 1980s yeah. of Calvin Klein. Prince Prince's favorite perfume on a majority of women was Eternity for Women. So that was the inspiration for the song was Perfume. But yes, the 101 Sessions, and I heard that one, Chris. To me, a lot of people are suspected that that really is Prince, but that's how a lot of people thought about I Love You and Me. What did you think about this version of 101? Because it is different than what the vocals were delivered by Sheena Easton. Well, here's
0: an interesting fact. I didn't know this song from Sheena Easton. Mm-hmm. So I went. Uh, I went into it with completely open ears. Really, I thought it was. It right. almost sounds like a Mavis Staples track. The way that he delivers mm-hmm. it, you know, he kind of sings it in the way that he would want the singer to sing it, and it almost sounded right. like Mavis. So at first, I'm like, oh, I wonder if this was released by Mavis Staples. Come to find out, Chene Easton. So, uh, but it, right, yeah. So I I like it a lot. I think it's again great lyrics. Uh, the story. You know, I've gone a hundred miles without you. I can't go one more or something like that. It's just, it's, it's awesome. I love it. I love it. And it's kind of haunting.
1: So it's kind of, it's, it's another one of those heartbreaking songs. Love it. And it shows of the great lyricist he was, this being written around 86, 87. Yeah. Such a great lyricist. Right. And again, Um, mm prove proving the vast stuff that's in the vault. Go ahead, my friend.
0: Um, and then there was just a couple other songs, uh, "Feline," which is pretty cool. I don't know if that was released by someone else, but he calls there was out an instrumental. Uh, yeah, there's this is a Prince vocal, but he does call out um, "St. Paul's my name, making love's my game, funky as I wanna be." So it's almost I wonder right. if that was going to be either for uh, an album for him or if it was going to be on the family. But yeah. And Up, upbeat. It sounded kind of like the family, so I could see that.
1: Speaking of the family, yes. The, the, this, this, this day the that, of- that we were, this day that we're recording, uh, thirty years ago, and whatnot, or some odd stuff, "Screams of Passion" was released ah. about thirty-two years ago, and then today, uh, it's now available for purchase through Apple Music. The entire family album.
0: Is it really? Oh, that's great. Yep, yep. And speaking of that, um, what, one of the other songs that was on these collection of songs that leaked was Screams of Passion, an early version with uh, with Prince. And it's cool because completely different um, – not completely different, I shouldn't say that, but some different delivery of the vocals. You know, like the way he screams and stuff, and it's just – it's stripped right. down. Again, stripped down, and it's just – just the funky beats when it's just stripped down in him, it's it's you can almost see him just by himself in the studio with that loop on and he's just singing it and yeah. It's yeah. pretty cool. But let me hear um, you
1: let me hear you screamed. Is it his scream that you're hearing?
0: Yeah, but it's different. It's funny. Mm-hmm. It's very reserved. So you could tell how he kind of it progressed. You know, it was just a little bit of, you know, uh <laughs> anyway, I'm not going to scream, <laughs> but <laughs> um, but then uh, the last song that I wanted to talk about was actually they played it, or I should say Questlove played it at First Avenue last September at first uh, during the Revolution shows, um, and mm-hmm. after the Revolution shows, and it's called Emotional Pump, and it's one of the another one of the songs where it's it's a great bass hook. I mean, just immediately catchy and that would have been a hit. Right. It absolutely would have been a hit if if he would have released it on one of his albums. It's just simple. And emotional you, pump, you, you think that emotional pump, what the hell does that mean? But of course, he's a genius and it makes sense once he he talks about it. It's great.
1: You you know who he wrote it for, right?
0: Absolutely I do. But I just why don't you tell everybody?
1: But I know. Isn't isn't that isn't that crazy? Like, it was written for Joni Mitchell out of Joni all Joni Mitchell, yeah,
0: exactly. Was it really?
1: Like, yeah. That's
0: cool, because... The,
1: uh, there's, yeah. there's also rumors that he was going to give it to Patrice Patrice Russian as well. But the main story was is that it was given to Joni Mitchell, and she passed.
0: <laughs> uh, but, yeah, but, really cool. It's just, you know, it's... <laughs> I can they could release 10 new songs every week from the vault, and it just wouldn't be enough. You know it's just kind of cool to get inside right. his mind. You hear all this, and it just makes you appreciate the albums and, and the process of him, what he decides to put out, what he decides to keep in the vault, you know, right. So yeah, so it was just
1: here, here we are, years and years and years in disc and disc and disc of unreleased material. And basically, all of this material, except for the true super hardcore or, you know, someone elsewhere will say, oh, they've had it all along. But a majority of these songs, a lot of the hardcore fans never had, knew were around, or didn't know that these versions were in existence. And just like that, a disc full of material drops within a weekend. Now, keep in mind, when this gets officially released by the estate, not this particular release, but on different releases, you know, all these people that said, oh, if they officially released it themselves, I want to be looking for it. Well, they will eventually release it and just make sure to purchase it. I still want that dang video collection. That's all I can say. Right. You know, and speaking of video collection. They added, because, you know, last week we talked about there is videos on YouTube. It was all this stuff in the Purple Rain era. Right. And it just kind of like that Friday, uh, they added, I want to be your Lover." Why you want to treat me so bad? Um, Dirty Mind and Uptown. Now, it's the I want to be your lever version that was released. It's not the unreleased band version with Prince in those blue soccer shorts and that Microphone hanging down his pants or whatever, or in his <laughs> shorts. Oh no! You know, like you know, what's interesting is you've seen the video a dozens of times, and then you have a girl over, and then just one day or yeah, yeah, it was female friends. I think we we had him around. I was showing it at your house, Chris. Then a girl kind of points to the boxers, and then or the the blue soccer shorts yeah dolphin shorts aren't they
0: dolphin shorts or something
1: i don't know and it's just like the new tour it's like i had no idea that's why they love that outfit so much and and then they're like oh look look below his waist we're looking at princess hair we're looking at his vocal delivery and they're (laughs) they're looking at him not wearing any underwear (laughs) (sighs) um and they're just they're just kind of ruining things for me because i thought the new tour was cool and then it's like uh great you know i want to forget that image but thanks a lot you know like we're we're not looking at that you know i don't know <laughs> i'm just saying
0: you thought the nude tour it, was in reference to the stripped down feel of the of the set right <laughs> little did we it, know it was literal <laughs>
1: it it kind of it kind of was to me i remember having an issue of controversy uh like around and then i showed it to this this girl and she just went nuts and i had like no idea and then she's pointing at it as well and i'm like oh my god <laughs> like no wonder some people question me back in high school or, or college. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, I didn't know, you know, but I wish they had put up the unreleased I Wanna Be Your Lover band version. But again, uh, Prince kinda owned the rights to his videos, so that's up to the estate. I'm sure they would say that for a full D V D Blu ray release, hint hint. Yeah. Um uh especially with the extra lovable, the unreleased extra lovable video and maybe put some promotion behind that with whomever Ends up getting that deal because that could be a separate deal reached for all these things that maybe should not be included in a $31 million deal, is all I'm saying. Um, but I'm glad to see more videos added to YouTube. I would like to see more.
0: This yeah, I'm sure we'll weeks get more, in right? Row we
1: gotten videos. We're hoping. It's yeah. been two weeks and we gotten videos. Let's see what happens this Friday if it comes and goes without anything else being added, you know? So. There we go with it. Now, Prince always surrounded himself with some of the best musicians and best singers in the world. And three of those singers are going back out on the road together. Of course, they're playing two places that they already played earlier this year while L.A. is getting no love.
0: I know. What's up with that? <laughs> Come on, girls. Get on out Yeah,
1: live. <laughs> You know, I couldn't check out the Canyon Club because my my foot was still broken. Glad I got to see you at Paisley. And same with you, Shelby. Um, But you got Liv Warfield, Judith Hill, and Shelby Johnson, the Sisters of Soul. Sisters (laughs) in Soul. Performing in New York and performing in D.C. August 9th, August 10th, right around my birthday. And uh, they're over there and not over here. But so if you're in New York and you're in D.C., make sure to check these lovely women out. And I'm sure that they're going to have some of the best musicians around them. Uh, It's been a while since I've seen Judith. I was able to see Shelby and Liv at um, the celebration of Paisley performing with the MPG. Would love to see them do more of their solo stuff. Shelby's got a new album out called Ten. Make sure to purchase it. Judith Hill's working out some new material, but she still has back in time available, and Liv's Unexpected CD, co-produced by Prince on a lot of tracks, is also back out there for purchase. Now, Live, and Shelby, and Judith, please make sure your people have those CDs for sale, because there has been times where I went to a Live show, and they didn't have the Unexpected out. So I still don't have a physical copy of the Unexpected album. Oh no! Because when I go to the show, (laughs) it wouldn't be there. But DC and New York, you're in for a treat. Now, now we are going to get some
0: performances, right?
1: Right, L.A. isn't being left out in the dark. No, sir. You know our girl Andy Allo, uh, who's going to be in Pitch Perfect three later this year. Um she played the mint back in June, but now she's playing a bigger venue. There are other people there that night, but Andy Allo is going to be playing the Troubadour Saturday, August nineteenth, so it's a Saturday night show. Yeah. So that's cool. You know, get your funk on to that. And I think you're going to you're going to check out the weather or or the time on on Friday. <laughs> chris right yes
0: yes i'm going to the hollywood bowl and i know there's a lot of other uh fans that are going to go hit it up and go see morris day and the time at the hollywood bowl this weekend it's going to be great
1: yes is is there anything you're looking forward to about that performance at all man
0: i don't know how many times have we seen them I, I want to hear a different song. How's that? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> they have changed up the the lineup or the uh, the set list a little bit. So they usually do a really good job. So I'm cool.
1: We're cool. You want to hear a little of a uh, little bit of shake? I'll take some shake. You want to hear? You want to hear a little bit of chocolate?
0: I, I want to hear my draws.
1: That's the funkiest tune in the world. My draws. Who's I gone? want them to go play a full version of jerk out, Yes. and you know, you may not be able to say cut him, Jesse anymore, but you still she'll be able to cut him, you know. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Now, I'm just hoping the first part of the year we got Purple Rain Deluxe. You know, we've had a lot, a lot of print stuff in the news, a lot of tributes, a lot of murals. You know, we got the Grammy uh, tribute out the way. We got Lenny's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame tribute as well. I right. hoping for the second part of the year, we get a surprise. Mm. Whether it's an October surprise or something else, we'll see. We still yet to hear anything about that 8383 show that the estate uh, with this new person. Uh, his friends would call him Gaga's manager, but he's no longer Gaga's manager. Um you know, we haven't heard about this 8383 show getting released to streaming services or whatnot. So, if we're going to get something about that, hopefully, like I said, you know, this auction goes up for the catalog and gets purchased sooner rather than later. Because I think the state knows more of what they want to do and would have something lined up for release. So, I'm hoping that there's something that comes out in the second part of the year, you know, um, and that. Whoever, whomever is running it, I just hope that there's more promotion behind it than Purple Rain Deluxe and then the Prince Forever set. I understand why there isn't, but there could have been more stuff done. It always feels like these projects are rushed, you know? Yeah. Uh, aside from Fallon performing or having the Roots perform songs from uh, the Deluxe set on The Tonight Show, it would have been nice to kind of... And this is why I would have included the time in Apollonia 6 and some other stuff on the actual soundtrack of it. and hopefully this can be done in the future, this idea can be used, that you kind of like have the time go back out and do Fallon, you know, and try to like persuade them to like have it be the original seven members of it although they weren't exactly in Purple Rain either, so you can't have it really exactly make sense, but To have them do Jungle Love or The Bird on Fallon. Talk about Purple Rain and whatnot for all these other people that weren't around during that time. And it's not like Morris Day was doing Carson or Apollonia was doing Carson or Prince was doing Carson when Purple Rain was out. So you'd be able to talk about some certain things that the general public may not understand or know. There could be other ways to promote it. You know, (laughs) I would... Have Apollonia on a show talking about it. You know, I don't think you want them wearing the garters and stockings, all three of them, <laughs> for a sex shooter. But to talk about, you know, some of the scenes in Purple Rain and how things came to be would have been really cool. There's just other ways to promote it. I mean, selling 52000 in this day and age of the music industry is good. But it could have been even better, you know? Right. I'm always... That's me though. I'm never satisfied. People that know me, it's like th- things are better than they used to be in my life, <laughs> but I'm never satisfied. I want more, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So, I still want the best for Prince, whether whether he's here or not. And this is what it's all about. I just want him to get the exposure that he deserves. You know, of course, I haven't run into anyone who didn't exactly know that the Purple Rain deluxe set wasn't out. I saw someone that saw me with the picture disc and they're like, Oh my God, da, da, da. I'm like, yeah, it just got re-released. They didn't know, but that's what I'm just talking about is I want more people that aren't like the hardcore to know about the set being out and know about other things going out. And you know, the estate may be getting a higher return rate, but there are little things that can be done to book people on shows or to have certain things be done for advertisement that are not exactly super expensive, better than sending people record stores, a disc of printable posters. Yeah. (laughs) A disc that they can print out the posters themselves. You know? Yeah. So just (laughs) saying, I just Mm -hmm. want the best for him. And, you know, we want stuff out this year, but I want it to be done. Right. You know what I mean? It's, we're never satisfied, and that's how it is. We want the new music, but we want it to be done right, and when it's rushed out, it isn't done properly. If you're going to give it to me right and make me wait for it, but it's done properly, I'd be okay with it. W- would you?
0: Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah.
1: What would you want to see happen by the end of the year? Do you want to see that just at three eighty three show, or would you like? what would you like to see?
0: Well, I'm actually kind of moving on because, um, you know, this year is the 30th anniversary of the Sign of the Times movie coming out. Uh, so I, yeah, I'm, kind of, not, I'm kind of switching gears. I'd love to see something. Happen. I know. I know. I would love something to happen. Um, and speaking of, we're talking about the, the concert movie, uh, I just read today, I know, People aren't listening to this the day that we're recording it, but shortly after, mm-hmm. uh, today's uh, the anniversary of when they started filming, doing the filming for uh, Sign of the Times at Paisley Park. Yeah. He did, five I think he did four days or five days.
1: Five days. Yeah.
0: With a crowd yeah. of a hundred people. Could you imagine? Bad times. Yeah.
1: Now, a lot of people didn't know, but this was taken from shows that they did in Amsterdam and whatnot. The month before in 87
0: <clears throat>
1: and because he was already wanting to move on and do other things he didn't want to exactly tour the us for the sign of the times tour so it was like well we'll give him the movie warners after um how poorly under the cherry moon did they kind of were passing on it so they signed a deal with universal slash slash cineplex Odeon, which is no longer in business Uh, To distribute that now the rights have been purchased by other people over the years um, And that's why you're getting this beautiful Japanese blu-ray that's out there that is just amazing with sound and picture Um, But yeah, that was filmed at paisley, but what's so interesting to me it was lip-synced but still amazing You know the way that prince did stuff did stuff just like with slow love You're hearing like the mic drop when he's doing the splits and then he'll go on his back and then catch the microphone. Just certain things that were added were just so amazing. And you wouldn't even know it was being lip synced, you know. Right. I mean.
0: So by the end of the year, I know I I would love some kind of deluxe. I know it won't happen, but I'd love something surrounding that. But that's just my wishful thinking because that's my favorite Prince album. It always has been. I'm just always glad.
1: Will be. A few years ago, I think you were one person as well. I got a few Amazon gift cards, and that was my birthday present to myself. Was that Japanese <sighs> special edition Blu-ray of *Sign of the Times*? Yeah, with some postcards, with a booklet, an alternate um, DVD cover as well. Just an amazing, amazing set.
0: Yeah, that is a gem. Um, that
1: is a official release um but yeah since it's under a different umbrella we're probably not going to get that yeah unfortunately um, you know a friend was talking about you know for you next year's gonna be the anniversary i'm thinking that they're thinking sign of the times as well because that one is in such a desperate need of a remaster you know big time so god,
0: that would be so awesome to get a deluxe oh my god can you imagine the content from a deluxe version of sign of the times oof
1: there is too much. Like, so <laughs> I, 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 I just feel your release side of the times the way it is, but with the B-sides. Longer look if you got the look. Yep. You know, um, la la la, he he he, shockadelica, the hot thing remixes. But what you need to do in the future is you release a separate one for Camille only, the way that he was originally going to do it, and then what sign of the times was before it was sign of the times, the three disc dream factory set. Yeah, yeah, that would be a, that would be great. Oh, see, <laughs> you have all these things done. So many options. So, so many options. Right, we're gonna we're gonna be for years purchasing things several different times because of how we did stuff and we want it to be done right. It's going to be frustrating but in the end, it'll all be worth it. So, you guys keep your health together because you you don't want to miss this stuff. You know, kind of like how people like like, man, I want to get in shape so I can see the the end of Star Wars. <laughs> Make sure you're staying in shape for all the prints material you're going to be getting over the years. Okay. And all the goodies that he left us because he's such an incredible genius. And we have to protect his legacy, you know, and that's all what I'm about. Amen, brother. You know, so that's what it's all about. Um, I think we kind of covered everything for this week, right, Chris?
0: Yeah, um, there was a lot that came out. Hopefully we have more to talk about next week. Seems like we uh, we have enough to talk about every week, right? <laughs>
1: Somehow. Yeah, it's bec- and I keep wanting guests and all this stuff happens. I'm like, hold up, hold up, hold up. We're just gonna have to like put out a couple week just to get to what we want to get to and to yep. appease all the fans. I agree. So if you guys, if you guys can handle it, we can handle it. Uh, until then, though, again, thank you guys so much for subscribing to iTunes again, for Podbay checking us up on there for Android users and whatnot, Stitcher. Like I said, when it's working, thank you guys so much for donations over the time. Appreciate it. Birthday's coming up. I don't know what we're going to do. We keep talking about microphones and mixers and stuff, uh, but we haven't come through. But we're trying to make this show better for you guys and my website as well. We did one upgrade earlier this year. We need to do another one. um, But we're getting into it. Uh, Chris, thank you again so much for being my co-host and on this journey for me. You know what, man? All right, guys. Much love. Till next time. Keep it foggy.